We sing, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh. Oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh. <laughs> oh, well, that, of course, is will.i.m. And if that's what I cried out when a hot gingerbread pigeon dropped onto my bare foot as I put the finishing touches on my canal cookie crash, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your ho-ho host, <laughs> Dale Seaver. And you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And, uh, boy, why don't we just do this? Let's do back-to-back -back holiday episodes, folks. How about that? That's just what it's like this time of year, a big old pileup. The season is upon us. And that's, of course, what it feels like for some of you, isn't it? Up on us, like a big fella sitting on your hand on the subway. It's a burden for some, a special time for others. <laughs> Boy, I made some dastardly nog last year. I had to remember that recipe. Uh, that was something for the in-laws, I tell you. You really, uh, we shared some secrets that night. <laughs> but for this episode, I thought I'd, I'd break the format a teensy little bit here. Uh, rigid as it is, and walk you through uh, our decorations that are up here at the Seaver household, kind of like Laura Bush walking you through the halls of the White House in some kind of a news special. Uh, I'll guide you through some of the things that make this time of year uh, special at a home for two troubled girls and a fellow with a drinking problem. <laughs> Just like old Laura. First up, oh, let's take a look over here. And by the way, I'll just pair this uh, uh, whole, whole, uh, whole affair with um, a hearty uh, a mug of spiced cider. <sighs> and by spiced, I mean whiskey. Anyhow, uh, it's the best spice there is as far as I'm concerned. Uh, first of all, let's go over and see all our stockings. Isn't this nice? Hung sweetly over a kerosene heater, we're using three mismatched gold toe socks. I used to wear them on my feet until the elastic went in them. <laughs> Just shot in all of them. But that leaves plenty of room for chocolates I pilfer from the office front desk. Not sure where the fourth sock went. I assume the uh, laundry lady has some kind of market on individual socks. Probably pedals them out of the back there. But uh, yeah, each is a fine and slightly different shade of black. Which, which begs the question, is there some kind of uh, a council somewhere that could mandate consistency in the color of black items? I believe this is becoming a growing uh, problem for people. I've got a coat myself. It's, it's green-black uh, on the outside, and the interior lining is purple-black, and I wear it with gloves that uh, are, are like gorilla hand black. Uh, it, really, it really does look like gorilla hands if I move them in the right thing. Hey, I might as well be wearing colors, folks, and that's, you know, that's sometimes looked down upon in New York. So uh, well, let's see what we can do about that, NASA. I understand Mars is compelling, but we, what are we going to do with all these different uh, 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 shades that we've got going? It's a big problem. Speaking of problems, if I ever open a restaurant, I want every menu item to be influenced by current events. Last week, I'd be serving Benghazi rice and I'd offer a special on fiscal cliff bars. Good until December 31st only. Oh, my goodness. And that's why I do current event humor on the show all the time, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, back to the... Oh, back to this toy. This is going to... This will settle in, uh, by the way. This will be a nice a long time walking around here. Uh, around the baseboards of the home, we've replaced the usual steel wool that we've jammed into the cracks to keep the mice out with Brillo soap pads. Not only are they a lovely shade of blue, uh, but they lend the whole room a fresh, clean scent. <laughs> and that mingles nicely with the four quarts of whiskey I've poured into the tree stand to create a wall of fragrance that conveys the feeling 
I've given up. <laughs> I invite some friends over. They'll get the picture. <laughs> anyway, uh, those little things are keeping us fresh and in good spirit. You know, many Christmas tales involve mice, don't they? The weird large-headed dancing rat of the nutcracker uh, or other presumably uh, dead mice that don't stir at all when a clatter arrives. But one Christmas I can remember, I was living in an artist commune in West Oakland. Now, this will be familiar with to many of you. I'm sure some of our listeners out there in West Oakland and in the communes across the country are the tune in this time of year. But uh, <laughs> it turns out it was uh, maybe less f formal, uh, uh, well, and by formal I mean legal, in that it was mostly squatters. Uh, I, I don't. I do not think they they own the property, but we were enjoying what I like to call the Bay Area experience. Uh, we had a shared kitchen. Some folks shared girlfriends. I shared a Wi-Fi password. It was a beautiful existence out on the edge there. And uh, boy, I tell you, I hated to. I hated to leave. I did, but I, I went away uh, uh, each year for the holidays. And uh, just to spend time in the great outdoors or with family members or first with family members, then after a day or so, the great outdoors, any outdoors, really, they don't even have to be that great. <laughs> just Sometimes just other indoors that are also not great. Uh, and I would do that before, uh, b before saying my goodbyes. Now, I had, uh, 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 before, before I took off then uh, uh, to go and experience uh, that time, uh, I had purchased a box of cocoa and a carton of miniature candy canes. Now, sometimes you get a little nuts here around December 1st. You start listening to Mannheim Steamroller and pouring bourbon into eggs. Or if, you've ever, if, you, or if you're me, you buy a ton of tiny candies that you'd otherwise not go, go anywhere near the rest of the year. I've never once craved a candy cane in June. But uh, there was no way I was going to eat a ten, a, 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 a 10 of these candy canes, let alone 50 by myself and the cocoa well I actually had two boxes I drank one and the other well I don't know I got sick of cocoa I guess after you can only have it so a box will do you <laughs> let me tell you but I knew now I knew uh, as the whole building did uh, that we had a little mouse problem there and uh, I used to see him peeking up at me from behind the mini fridge in my room. That's what we had there, uh, just for our own things, for individual cartons of ice cream or other lonely foods. Now, I can sleep through a lot, but you get a mouse in the room, I'm going to hear it. I can feel its whiskers changing the dimension of the wind. I'm like the comic book hero Daredevil when it comes to sleeping with mice. Robbed of all other senses, I have heightened mouse detection. But even uh, knowing this, I made the call as I was heading out to the super shuttle that a box of candy canes individually wrapped in plastic then concealed under more plastic would be enough to keep my rodent roommates away. And the cocoa, well, that's in a box. Mice aren't going to eat through a box. I'll admit that last piece I didn't quite think through. But uh, so I went away, and after two and a half weeks, I got back. And boy, I took a long flight, man. This was uh, these, this was not the... This was long before uh, uh, I was... Uh, making what I make it come flyer with me. And uh, it was a struggle out there. So you got to take these god-awful flights, and they always go through Midway, which is essentially like an elementary school cafeteria. Just all cinder blocks. It smells like nachos. It's a horrible experience. But uh, anyway, it was a cheap flight, so I went through there. Finally got back to Oakland. I plopped down my bags, and I took stock of my uh, rather musty apartment. It gets damp out there in the bay. But I was happy to be back and looking forward to a long night's sleep. 
Well, <clears throat> as I was getting uh, things put away, I noticed there was some detritus, some dust, some what I thought looked like dirt, maybe from uh, the exposed beams and the roof above uh, on a placemat that I had there near the fridge and near where the box of cocoa and candy canes were. I looked uh, carefully with the light on, and I realized this was no pile of dust, folks. This was mice droppings, a substantial, frightening amount of mice droppings. Well, I tell you, I figured, well, okay, this one, this one's on me. Uh, I got cleaning that up. I looked around, saw the box of cocoa. Well, it had been torn into, of course, and a little trail of cocoa powder all over the table and the floor. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? No surprise there. That was just me being a, a, a thick-headed fella. Obviously, a mouse can eat cardboard. But then something caught my eye in the light, ladies and gentlemen. On the floor was a tiny pile of clear plastic wrappers, all empty and all stacked on top of each other. This mouse, or a, a family of mice, had eaten 50 mini candy canes and then deposited each wrapper in a tidy pile, one on top of the other. I was struck immediately by the, creature, by the creature's sweet tooth, but also its ability to organize and build. What marvelous little animals these things are. I mean, that's industrious. If ever there was something, and how excited they must have been zipping around that apartment, high on holiday cheer and a sugar rush like they've never felt before and likely never will again. What a moment for them this must have been. And then I came back uh, to that zipping around the apartment thought that I had. <laughs> oh, boy. Why had I not thought about this? So, uh, 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 see, I, I had uh, uh, was thinking back to the, to the, to the poop there, and uh, I was exhausted. I was, as I said, tired from the long journey. And, of course, then you have to deal with this uh, looming problem here. And uh, you know, I just wanted to sleep, and I didn't want to have to deal with it. It's, it's emotionally I'm drained even to this point. But I pulled back the quilt and the top sheet of the small uh, uh, full-size bed there, ready to climb in and deal with the rest of this cleanup uh, uh, tomorrow. Now, as I recall, those sheets were light blue when I left, and now as I looked upon it, eager to climb in, but hesitating, uh, now, now instead of a light blue, they were mouse-dropping disgusting. I took the mattress out into the hall, stripped the sheets, and at some point I just had to go to sleep. Three or four o'clock in the morning or so, I finally spread a clean towel down on the bare mattress and just kept myself to it. I just pretended I was someplace else. Like many nights, as it would turn out... <laughs> <laughs> I would pretend I was somebody. Anyway, uh, let's. Uh, 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 it was a trying time for me, it was. So, uh, whenever mice come into play around the holidays, that's certainly what I'm thinking about. And also, whenever I see a candy cane. But I appreciate the thought behind them. If you do send them to me, that's nice, and I appreciate it. But, uh, well, let's move on now to the centerpiece of the Seaver. Holiday home, the old Tannenbaum, our glorious five-foot-three-inch Fraser fir, all the way from the Hackensack tree farms. Now, each year, as you probably have in some of your homes, we have a tradition of going as a family to pick out the tree. There's nothing, says the holidays, like welcoming a living creature into your home, dressing it garishly in metal and plastic doodads, and slowly, with great cheer, watching it die. So each year, Katrina, Pepsi, and myself head up to the bagel store to select our dying companion. Now, uh, here's a tip. If you go to that particular bagel store to buy food, just get the bagel. Don't be tempted by other stuff. They got a lot on the menus above the counter. Sandwiches named after Brooklyn neighborhoods, charming. Breakfast burrito wraps, if you're into that. Smoothies, okay. These are all mistakes. 
This should be considered an aspirational list of items that the current staff someday hopes to be able to achieve. None of them have actually been accomplished within that facility. So just, just go with a bagel. If you got to, get it toasted. Sometimes I'll just get it, bring it home, and take care of the rest, because uh, beyond that seems to be just too much. Now, uh, the week after Thanksgiving, this place opens up next door, and they sell Christmas trees. And they got a good-looking team there, and they're all whip-smart and on top of it, boy. And the trees there are lovely. And it's, it's dark when we go, so we have no color, the, no, no idea about the color of the tree. We're hoping uh, for off-brown, leaning to green, <laughs> but often we're surprised. And without fail, the minute I wire the tree to the eye hook in the wall, all but a few needles fall to the ground. Now, I know what you're thinking there. Dale, why the heck are you wiring a tree to the wall? Well, number one, I like to drink, and, as they say, shit happens. But uh, also, too, last year, we go to the same place. The guy cuts the bottom of the tree, and I tell you, as sure as I'm born, the thing's all lumpy. Lumpy. It's like a old memory foam pillow or something that you got that sit out in the rain. Just all, all gobbledygook down there. You can't have that. You can't. When you cut a tree trunk, you understand, you need to keep it straight. That's got to be your... If you make one cut in life, this is the cut, and it's got to be straight down there, boy. And, uh, I mean, you, a blind person should be able to run their hands over it and think, what is this, a blackboard? That's what I'm looking for. Now, in the old days, you might be able to have a little wiggle room uh, with the base of the tree, because like ladies' undergarments back then, old Christmas tree stands were made of a high-test steel. They finished making Buicks, and on the same production line, they made tree stands. Half of Carnegie's empire was tree stands. So if your tree was wonky or on an angle, no problem. You hit the bottom of the thing with a hammer, got his tiny spikes into the heel of the thing, then you tighten the metal eye bolts into the trunk, ensuring that it would be straight and perfect for your handmade angels and snowflakes and those once-a-year Hallmark deals that go with nothing, but you get them every year anyway, and uh, you get them as gifts, and you think, well, when is this going to end? But you, you put them up. Now, uh, now, nowadays, this is what this is what happens. Now, they make them out of plastic, the the stands. So, so with a, with a, with a plastic stand, like everything, everything's made out of plastic. Of course, it seemed like a good idea at the time, except when Old Dale has had his pre-Christmas tree buying cup of cider, and he decided to whack away at the bottom of the tree strand tree stand to try and overcompensate for the mucked up bottom of the thing. Well, I'll tell you what's what what could happen. He's liable to smack it so hard with his ball peen that it goes clear through the bottom of the stand. <sighs> so I did that, and now I got to go back to the bagel store, sweaty, drunk, and frustrated. I pay another $20 for a new stand, a smaller one this time around, so that it can hug the trunk better, regardless of how snug the bottom is or isn't. Well, that's all well and good, but a smaller base means the thing teeters like a weevil wobble, only this one will fall down, as I prove when I step back for a second to see how good the thing looks and end up with a face full of needles. So, yeah, I wire the tree to the wall. Now, when I was small, and you hear about this today, don't you, ladies and gentlemen, about uh, some father who uh, decides the most fun thing to do would be to drag the entire family up the side of some snowy mountain pine orchard, nursery, I guess is probably called it a nursery. I don't think you necessarily call it a pine orchard, but, uh, and you do that so the kids, uh, the father does that so the kids can enjoy the experience of cutting down and hauling their very own Christmas tree. That's how they bill it. 
Whenever I see do-it-yourself, I think, this is the business of a lazy person. That person said maybe over some hot tea late at night around a kitchen table somewhere, they said it to the loved ones, to the mayor, you know, you know what I'd really like to do? Run a business. But I'd like to not have to do any work. And so, do-it-yourself tree-cutting farms. What are you paying for there, exactly? I mean, I tell you, I like sap on my hands as much as the next guy, but I'm not as into this. My father was not only into it, he took it a step further. He would ball his own Christmas tree. Now, I know a lot of young people listen to this program. You write to me such thoughtful letters asking me for advice all the time, and I appreciate it. Some of you are in rural areas. But for the city slickers out there, balling your own tree is a bit of a lost art, and it involves the following. Burlap, a heavy shovel, a small tree saw, and whatever reserve of patience you can muster. Daylight is not a factor. In fact, pack a lunch and probably a dinner. Here's what happens. You find the tree that you want. Lay out burlap on the hillside adjacent to the selected tree and start digging. What you want to dig is about a four to six foot circular trench all around the base of the tree. Just keep digging. Dig some more. Dig till your arms cramp. Just keep going. Now you're going to start rocking that tree back and forth to, to try and pry apart the root coil and hit any stubborn uh, roots with the blade of the shovel to snap them off. It's all right. You got enough there. Now keep in mind, you want to end up with a nice round dirt ball around the bottom of the roots. This dirt sphere should be approximately equal in size to the tree itself. Now roll the beast, the ball and tree, over and up onto the burlap. Then just wrap furiously with whatever strength you have left. Drag, drag the thing down into a van if you can get one, and then get it into your home by whatever means necessary. So that's a beautiful thing, and uh, uh, the benefit of, of my father's way and other Christmas ballers was that you could plant the tree out in the yard after New Year's, because January is a great time to do plantings, folks, I tell you. <laughs> and my father, he knew how to keep the party going, that's for sure. <laughs> but listen, I see that the night grows old, and I've yet to describe the many fine ornaments that hang from the barren branches of our little cedar tree. This year, of course, my decorations are inspired by the great waterway, the Gowanus Canal. I've tied pigeon skulls to cut off metal hangers I get from the dry cleaners with silvery ribbons, and I've hung some of those on the tree. Down on the lower branches here, you can see some of Pepsi's favorites, shreds of tires that have cut into snowflakes. No two are the same. We got a few hotel bar whiskey bottles that I've dipped carefully into the canal so that it could transfer a thin sheen of heavy metals and oil runoff, and it gives each bottle just a dappled rainbow effect. Oh, how it catches the light! And of course, there's the many ornaments that you, uh, the attentive listeners, have sent to me, and I just, I just treasure those. I do. I, uh, I really enjoy this uh, whiskey. This one here is a whiskey label reindeer that Mindy sent in from Santa Monica, California. God bless you, Mindy. That is just so thoughtful. And uh, what I can only assume are hand-painted rocks from a Twitter follower in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, at FunkyBunny27. I thank you. It just goes to show uh, that we might not have much in this world, but we certainly have rocks, access to cheap pigment, and plenty of string. So let's make the most of it. <laughs> Isn't that something? Isn't that beautiful? That's what it is. That's what it is all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, what it comes down to. And I'm I'm honored to have these tokens of your affection and appreciation up on on my tree here, uh, such as it is. And uh, uh, it's just uh, 
it's just wonderful uh, that one can uh, put something of themselves in a box and send it across the country and then that person may may receive it uh you know I, that's uh, that's it's not a big place so we don't we don't have much uh, more to talk about uh, i do have a pillow that looks like a log Folks, have you watched Frosty Returns? You may not be familiar with this animated sequel to uh, the beloved children's story, Frosty the Snowman, or as Pepsi likes to say, Frosty the Friendly Ghost. But if you've, if you've not had a chance to watch Frosty Returns, I urge you not to do it. Uh, it's a train wreck, my goodness. Now, I know Lorne Michaels produced it and the uh, tiny animated Jonathan Winters on a snowflake sounds appealing, but I'm going to urge you to uh, take my advice this holiday season and just let Frosty go. Thumpity thump thump, man. Oh, well, listen, I certainly enjoy that you're in, uh, certainly hope you're enjoying uh, your time. I enjoy that you're enjoying your time and I just enjoy things. I could stop it there, but I won't. But uh, I hope that you're around people that you feel warmly toward this holiday season uh, uh, or, or just people that are there that you can uh, get away from easily. Or if you're alone, uh, know that I envy you. <laughs> but truly, uh, we got a, gr a great rest of the season coming up in 2013. Our first live show uh, of the year is Thursday, January 17th at 8 p.m., at, uh, we'll be right back there at Film Biz Recycling. We have such a good time down there. Why, why, why mess with it? Uh, and by all means, if you got new holiday clothes, I'd like to see them. So wear them down, put them all on, and come down to the show. And uh, I'll be talking to uh, Emmy Blotnick and Seth Lind, and that'll be in front of a live audience, I hope. And uh, hopefully that audience will be you. Steve-O is going to be back uh, with the musics, and uh, we'll have more surprises, I'm sure, in store. Uh, please continue to listen to the program on iTunes and Stitcher.com or right here on Dale Radio. That's always nice. And the web series, oh my goodness, folks, the web series, we're going to have something for you to see uh, uh, soon. This thing is great. I just have such a great time with it. So from the entire Dale Radio family, happy holidays, safe travels, and a blessed new year to you. Now, till next time, I'll be using my empty whiskey bottles as rolling pins to flatten out the sugar cookie dough which I intend to make into one giant Gowanus Canal-shaped Christmas treat. Won't that be nice? <laughs> now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy.